Welcome to Forget the Numbers, the student accounting show. The occasionally educational podcast that proves you're not totally alone in your exam journey, even when it feels like it. My name is Alan, I'm the Head of Education and Content for Learn Signal, and today I'm joined by Kate. Hi everyone, my name's Kate and I look after marketing at Learn Signal. And Connor. Hi, I'm Connor. I've recently joined the education team at Learn Signal. Hopefully over the next few weeks, certainly leading up to the next set of exams, we're going to start helping you along the way. Um, and today we thought we'd start reflecting on the last week exam results and how you're doing since then. We had a huge pod, uh, webinar um, in the last couple of weeks where we had hundreds of students send us in questions and we talked an awful lot and we gave you a lot of solutions. So I thought what we would do today um, is to talk more about the feedback you have now you heard me talk a lot on the webinar, so I thought what we'd do is we'd invite Kate and Connor to maybe answer some of your questions. So I think the first thing that we talked about um, was SBL, and that's a question that came up an awful lot because it's a huge exam. Um, and I think from any exams people have done, and Connor's done accounting exams, and I'm sure Kate has done, I should know, but Kate has done many, <laughs> many marketing exams or, or something like that. Um, time management is a big thing, and I guess it's a bit of panic. Connor, time management, what did you do? Yeah, well, I I think I still have probably some haunting memories of doing all these exams and practice exams. Um, I think the main thing is you're, you go in and you're, you're trying so hard to show the examiner everything you know and you see something and you want to explain how good you are and how well you know that topic, but you kind of have to be ruthless. You answer the questions that, you know, they're asking and you have to cut yourself off at a certain point. So I think that was the big thing we found and the big thing we students coming to us was saying they answered 50% of the exam really well and then they didn't answer the rest and they failed. So if you're not answering everything, you're, you're not going to have too good a chance of doing well. Um, so yeah, that, that's probably the main thing that we say in all our exam prep webinars is to practice under time pressure and just to really be ruthless with your time. Kate, I'm sure you were the perfect student in college. <laughs> and so so well, was time management ever? How did you overcome yeah. things like that? I think it, I think even when you're studying in school, it, it, it's kind of, in, I guess, built into you that you, you're kind of aware of how many questions you have to complete within a, a time frame and then dividing it out. So I think that's something I learned in, in secondary school in Ireland um, in terms of time management. And when I went on to study English, it was the same because you can really go on a bit of a tangent sometimes. But I think no matter what you're no matter what you're studying, you need to apply really good exam technique. And I think we're kind of constantly saying that as well and learn signal about how important exam technique is because yeah, as Connor said, if you answer question one brilliantly, but you spent all your time answering question one and then you you leave out some questions at the end because you haven't uh you've run out of time, you're not gonna get the the marks you deserve. So I think it's really important. Yeah, and I think um you have to, but Connor mentioned the word ruthless, and I think you have to be ruthless and you have to attempt every question. I think there's very few students who are passing exams who are doing one or two good questions and leaving one or two behind them, having not even attempted them. And it is more important to attempt every question and and leave it when your time is up. Um, and if you're not doing that, you're just... It's hard to get 50% in an ACCA exam. If you're trying to get 50 out of 70 instead of 50 out of 100, you're kind of onto a loser straight away. And I think as well, you, 
the other thing is we have students telling us that, yeah, they're practicing under time pressure. They do it. If you're not practicing with a watch beside you and you're saying, OK, I have 20 minutes and you're stopping at the end because it's very easy to say, well, I'll go a few minutes over on this. And then the next question, you go another five minutes over. And then before you know it, you've lost 10, 15 minutes that you planned for the last question. Yeah. So I think that was one thing I started doing that was really helpful, that you just have your stopwatch beside you and you give yourself the amount of time for that question and then you're on to the next one after. So before I give my sage advice on how, um, I'm sure it's sage advice, on how what students should do um, leading up to the March exams, um, a big common thing, and we got even questions in today um, when we're asking about that we're doing recording our podcast today. Um, when we got some questions is to say, like, I'm only beginning now. How many subjects should I do between now and March? One student pointed out they have 39 days Um between now and their next exam and how many subjects I should do um, or they should do. Um, and there's only so much time. Realistically, how much study, um, Kate, I guess this time, how many study could you do or how much study could you do in 39 days? If you think you're working like you are now, imagine somebody <laughs> said to you, you're doing an exam and anything in 39 mm -hmm. days. What, what do you think you could realistically take on considering you're working full time, which a lot of our students are? Yeah, I think you need to be really re realistic. It's the same, I guess, in anything. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, and you think you can conquer everything in one day. And I do that regularly with even work tasks. You think you can do so much. And I think you need to be realistic about what you can do um, within that time frame and also what you're committed to do. And also, I know we're going to talk a lot about motivation, but you want to be realistic and, and kind of good to yourself so that you achieve what is likely for you to achieve within your kind of current work schedule um and and your own personal schedule as well and um, you know that that kind of is really important at learn signal in terms of we know how difficult it is studying um but i think that if you're realistic about about the time that you have in the days study what you can and don't oh i don't ever spread yourself too thin because if you spread yourself too thin you're not really going to get the results that that you deserve and it might affect your motivation a bit later um so it's really important to, to kind of be honest with yourself so connor you're working in learn signal you are um here every day all hours all hours yeah. connor never Around stops working <laughs> um You play sports, you're training, you yeah. play matches at weekend. And if I told you in 39 days you had to do SPL, could you fit it all in? Well, <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to. But I I think the main thing is, like, we'd always say that good study is a lot better than long study. So someone saying, oh, I'm going to sit down for eight hours on a Saturday or try to do five hours after work. You know, you're better off if you have an hour and a half, two hours that you can fit in doing, you know, two questions really well under exam conditions, review it as opposed to watching, you know, 10 of our videos, but you're you're half asleep. And I think it always seems more more daunting. But if you can if you can break it down into a schedule and I don't spend another 10 days making your schedule, but uh, if you can split it out and, you know, make a, a realistic thing, it's a lot easier to tick off, you know, the two questions you have to do each night than the 15 hours you're planning to do on Saturday and Sunday. So I think it's it's all about planning a, a realistic plan and then, yeah, just sticking to that. So I think I, I promised some sage advice on whether or not it's sage or not, we'll see. But here's a little checklist you should do between now and your exam 
And if you're not in a position to do all of this properly, um, you're really at a disadvantage. And I would reconsider whether you should even do an exam because you're better off doing it properly and doing it in June than trying to fit it all in now and failing in March. So Connor mentioned the study plan and it's not a plan on how many hours you study. It's actually a plan on everything you have to give up as well. So you maybe have to give up those sports or you might have to give up those match or you might have to give up nights out with friends or maybe even spending time with family because you only have 39 days. Don't self-study. Um, use us, obviously. We're, but if you're not going to use us, use somebody. But do not self-study, especially at strategic professional level. Um, it's just too difficult. And even the ACCA said that recently when they announced the, the results. Um if it's not, um, like all lectures need to be completed three weeks before your exam. You need to have a good grasp of all the knowledge. And if it's not that case, um, you're really going to struggle. Um, do our boot camp. So sign up with us, do our boot camp, do the questions every single day, get the solutions, but do the questions with a stopwatch beside you. If it's a 20 mark question, it's 38 minutes, spend no longer than 38 minutes and find out where you went wrong. The likelihood is you either didn't have enough knowledge or you wrote too much about a topic. Do at least one mock exam properly. And when I say properly, again, it's timed. It's three hours. Do one of our mock exams and we'll get you your feedback and we'll get everything sorted and we'll tell you where you went wrong. And we'll do that within three days. So you're not wasting a lot of time. Again, something good that was mentioned was study a little bit often. Don't do... Don't work all week and then get up at 6am on Saturday morning and study till 6am Sunday morning and think you've achieved an awful lot. You haven't. All you've achieved is making the next week harder. You need to probably study an hour and a half, two hours every night, really, ideally. And maybe at the weekends, if you've got a bit more time, maybe do a bit in the morning, a bit in the afternoon, practice some questions in the evening time. Um, but in six, eight hours study in a row, that, that just doesn't work. Um, attend our webinar week that we've got coming up. I think it's kind of 4th of fourth, February. Yeah, yeah. So the first one, first one is on the 4th of February. And if you're listening to this and haven't received an email yet, you will receive it pretty soon about all the dates and when they're happening. Um, and then the applied skills and something that was really successful with our, our exam results this year on the applied skills side um, was that a lot of our students practiced the constructive response questions in our ACCA template that we have. We had over 8,000 people or 8,000 questions attempted for the December exams and our results and applied skills level were higher than ever. And we also had um, one of our students was joint first in Ireland for financial reporting. And a lot of that is because of the facilities we had available. So make sure you practice those questions. If you're doing applied skills, don't practice with pen and paper. Um, we're going to talk, our next podcast that we're doing is going to be on motivation. Um, so we won't talk about what to do when you get a 49, but guys, it must be heartbreaking to get a 48 or 49. Yeah, no, you, you feel for them people. Yeah. But we can't do anything about it. And, and to be honest, you kind of have to be heartless and say, well, if you get 49, you mm-hmm. get nine. Like, mm-hmm. what's the difference? Like, would I, do you have, would you have sympathy, Kate, for somebody who got 49? Yeah, I mean, in, of course I will, because I guess you're probably looking, but there's probably an element of regret in that because you're kind of going, I was so close to the finish line and I, you know, I could have just done one little effort as opposed to, you know, something huge. So I can kind of sympathise in that way because you're just so close. But I think there has to be, that is that is the marking system and, and there you have to be kind of just 
ruthless with yourself in a way in that you're you just have to say to yourself I didn't pass what could what could I have done to pass where could I have gotten extra marks what did I do wrong and really reflect back and move forward because you can't keep looking back otherwise you're not going to to kind of get the past that you want in the future um but I definitely do sympathize what you see a lot with people who get 48 and 49 is they think, oh, I'm just like 10 minutes extra study away from getting 50 the next time. And often students do worse mm. the second time yeah. than they do the first time. Um, and I think by thinking I was so close, I only have a little bit of extra work to do. Yeah. That's where the mistakes come and that's where the mistakes happen. And that's where you get a big yeah. shock. And you're right, Kate, you nearly have to just start again. Yeah. Uh, um, there's no way around it. They say that even I remember when I was studying exams and you do a, a mock exam, sometimes you are better with that ruthless feedback, aren't you? Because then you don't get too ahead of yourself and think I'm going to you should never really go into an exam and think I'm going to, you know, absolutely, you know, get all the marks I deserve in this. There should always be a bit of I need to improve. I need to improve. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think um Again, this might sound ruthless, we're really on the ruthless theme, but <laughs> when people are kind of saying, oh, I was very unlucky, I was in the 40s, um, you know, you kind of say that, I think there's a quote, the harder you work, you find the luckier you get. So I think when you go that extra little bit or, you, you know, you've put the extra errors in, you might find you're the other side of that result. And I think that luck kind of comes when you're really doing everything you can, you know, so you don't want to be in that position where you look back, as you said, mm -hmm. you're you're on 48, 49 and you said, geez, I, I should have studied that day that I took off or I could have done a mock exam when I decided not to. Yeah. Following a little bit on that theme, Connor, here's a question that when I answer it, I think students are thinking that I'm hiding something from them. So I'll let you answer this one. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, my, my, I think my least favourite question from students is, what are the tips and tricks to pass an exam? <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> um, Any tips and tricks? Well, I think you, you probably listed them all off when you're saying what we offer. Like, I think... Um, you know, if you're if you're not utilizing everything you have at your disposal, that's, you know, the first mistake you're making when you've all these things like boot camp and mock exams and corrections you can get and videos and notes. Like, I think if you're leaving anything to chance by not covering a topic or you're, you know, you're not practicing a question under exam conditions because you think, oh, I'll be fine on the day. I think that's your probably the biggest downfall. Um, so it's really just getting yourself as prepared as possible and leaving yourself as few surprises as you can have on the day. And I think that touches back on the practicing the CBEs. You know, if you're going in and you're surprised by how it looks and how it all moves, you're wasting time that you should be doing on questions. So I think it's it's really just preparing as much as you can. I think that would be the biggest tip I have. Kate, any follow up, anything else to add to that? Or do you think... Uh yeah, I mean, I think in terms of tips, um, we're constantly, you know, I, I'm learning every day working at Learn Signal, but we're constantly trying to improve and, and make things as efficient as possible for people studying because we do understand that it's difficult and um, we'd love to be able to, to kind of um, have a magic wand and, and be able to get the pass and to be able to get it quickly. But it is really hard work and perseverance. Um, I would say it's it's basically kind of knowing the end goal and always having that to kind of keep yourself motivated. And then exactly what Connor said, signing up for the, the resources that we have available. Um, 
you know, yourself and Connor spend a lot of time analysing things to make things easier for students. So the likes of Bootcamp and the likes of Webinar Week, um, the study tips that we kind of send about not always picking the question that you like, pick the kind of more difficult question. Those um, tips that we send on that um, that kind of, I suppose, keep students motivated, motivated, show that we know that it's hard, but it is it is achievable if if um, if you persevere and if you stay motivated and if you kind of avail of the tools that are available to you. Okay, I think the last one um, we've talked about in previous podcasts and a lot of students were asking about like how the ACCA mark their exam papers and how um, whether they go ahead and do an admin review, especially if they get 48, 49. Um, I've yet to come across any student or any lecturer who's ever heard of a student that has done an admin review and their mark has been changed. Um, in fairness to the ACCA, they're, the way they mark the papers, they're in the best interest of the student. And if you've got a 48-49, then not likelihood it's been seen already by at least mm. three, if not four, if not more people, um, because they have looked at your paper over and over again to double check and triple check if anything has been missed. So all papers, I think between 47 and 53, all get double checked, maybe triple checked. So unfortunately, when you get that 48 or 49, um, it's it's been looked at and does, there would be an element of you a little bit wasting your time, yeah. if not wasting your money, because what you're doing also is you're getting a result and you're sending in this review and you're waiting for the result again, and you're not studying yeah, yeah. again. And unfortunately, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but you need to swallow it as quickly as possible <laughs> and move on, unfortunately. Um, so I think that that was just a summary again. Our webinar um, is available on the website. Yeah, yeah, it's all up on the website. Yeah. So if you want to look at any of these in, in greater detail. Um, otherwise, we'll say thanks to Kate and thanks to Connor for today. And listen now for our next podcast, which will be coming pretty quick. Um, and that'll be all on motivation. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks. Bye bye.